Welcome to Foothill Christian American Canyons podcast. We hope that this message encourages you and blesses you. Well, we're going to continue with our series on change your hat. And I'm going to just bring this up here as a little reminder to you uh, from last week. We began last week and I'll get into this here, but change your hat Today, I want to talk about part two, which is changing your associations. And you're already going, Pastor Reed, you telling me I got to change my associations? Well, I may be talking to you today, but hang in there. We're going to uh, speak on change your hat, change your associations. You know, one of the things that we all know is that if we want to change our direction in life, you have to change your hat. And so I, I, I started talking about this last week. So um, when I went to Israel or when I go out, sometimes hiking, I'll put on what my kids call my Indiana Jones hat, right? So I wore that to Israel and uh, felt like I was an archaeologist out there and it felt great. And I love that hat, shady hat. Um, here's a hat that representing the soccer team in Napa Valley that's represented in Napa Valley. That's a professional soccer team. Um, Woo-hoo, woo-hoo, warriors right here. Okay. Um, Bella knows that hat right there. A&T Towing, San Francisco Giants, my baseball hat. Uh, this one represented when I worked at Domaine Chandon uh, Harvest in 1996. I worked there for 20 years. Uh, this is uh, V-Town here, Vallejo, where we live. Uh, so This is the one I wear when I do my gardening um, and things like that. But the point of that is, we all have, especially us guys, and, and some women included, you have hats for different occasions. You have hats that you wear when you go out. You have hats that you wear when you're at the house. You have hats that you wear when you might get dressed up. Every one of us wear different type of hats for different type of occasions. And so the hat, the acronym that I want to use of H-A-T, it stands for... The H stands for habits. I don't know if we have that up on the screen. H stands for habits. Say that with me. H is for habits. A is for associations. And the T is for thoughts. So that's where I'm coming from when I say change your hat. How many would agree that 2021, some of us have to change our hat, right? Some of us have to change how we've done things in the past. And part of that change is necessary because you want to you wanna improve your life. You want to better your life. You want to better for yourself, for your family. And you may say here today again, Pastor Rick, I don't need you telling me who I can hang out with. That's not what I'm telling you. I'm just telling you to internalize and look around your life. And who is it that you truly are hanging with? See, the bottom line is this. Either people are pulling you up or they're pulling you down. They're drawing you down, and you know what I'm talking about. I don't have to go into detail. Or they're encouraging you. How many like to hang around Debbie Downer? Anybody here? No. But how many like to hang around that person that's always encouraging you? The person that's always cheerful? The person that will tell you straight up what you need to hear sometimes, right? Don't you prefer that? Than, than somebody that is going to drag you down with lies, with gossip, with and on and on and on. I'm tired of that stuff. It's all over social media. All, that's all you see. 
And how many of you are tired of that? Amen? One thing I know is that some associates or some friends will lead us in the wrong direction. Because when you're hanging with them, you get pulled into doing things that you wouldn't normally do. All of you, while I'm telling you this, while I'm speaking to today, I want you to think of instances in your life where that might have been true. Sometimes you just have to say no when someone says, hey, let's go do this or let's go do that. Sometimes you just have to say no. Here's the old quote, and you're all familiar with this. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. That's, that's the truth, isn't it? And if you've got a gray hair in here, like I do, you know that's true. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. That's why, parents, it's so important to know who your children's friends are. It's so important to know who they're hanging with. It's not that you can just say, well, they're a good kid. I can trust them. Yes, I I trust my children, too. But I want to meet their friends. I want to know who they're hanging with. You're only protecting them. Amen? Amen. There is so much truth to that quote because your friends will influence you, good and bad. They will pull you down or they will encourage you. Again, remember your parents. I want you, all of you, to remember your parents telling you, I don't want you hanging around that kid. Anybody ever been told that? Yeah, we were all told that possibly. And, and there was a reason. They weren't just trying to be mean to you. They knew something about that kid, maybe about that family. And they wanted to prevent you from being hurt. I see a lot of you right now thinking, oh, yeah, I remember that. That was 1989. I remember my dad telling me that or whatever the case might be. I want the best for my daughters. I want the best for each of you as well. And I want the best for my grandchildren and all all my family here in this church. But see, if you change your habits and your associations, you'll go in the direction God wants for each of your lives A lot of us will get pulled away from the direction of God because we listen to our friends rather than to the voice of God. We have to learn to change that. So that's what this series is all about. It's changing the direction we're going in. You know, the word repentance, and it's a common biblical term, repent, repentance, and so forth. All that means is going in this direction, and repentance is doing this, doing a 180-degree turn in the opposite direction. That's what repentance truly means. I want you to turn with me in your Bibles. If you have your Bibles or an electronic device, I used to miss the, I miss the rustling of the pages. Now it's, you can't even hear the clicking on the, on the phones. But Psalms chapter 1, Psalm chapter 1, verses 1 through 3 in the NIV. And I'm going to have it up on the screen For you as well. But listen to these words. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked, or stand in the way that sinners take, or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and who meditates on his law day and night. That person, everybody say that person, person. is like a tree. Planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf 
does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. Amen. Who wants to be that person right here? Anybody here want to be that person? I know I want to be that person. Who you associate with is extremely important. Who you associate with is extremely important. You may have to, unfortunately, pull out that fancy smartphone that you have and eliminate or block certain people from your life. How many know that's the truth? Especially on social media. You may have to unfriend them. You may have to block them because all they are is a negative point of reference for you. All they, they're a bunch of Debbie Downers, and I'm glad nobody's named Debbie here, but they're a bunch of Debbie Downers. They're always just discouraging. They're always fighting. They're always just putting people down. We all know people like that. Growing up, I spent a lot of time around family. My brother will tell you this. Reuben, we would seemingly like every weekend we'd be either entertaining people or we'd be at someone's home. Cousins, uncles, and so forth. And we had a great time because we all got along great. There's something about that culture of just growing up and there were no fights. There was no yelling. There, were no, there was no social media. There was no internet. There was none of that. But we had a great time. And I know that's not the case for everyone here. You may not have had that growing up. But let me read this scripture to you. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 in verse 33. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 33. Do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. How many know that's the truth right there? Bad company corrupts good character. And I, I know without a doubt you are here in this building today because you want good character. You want to have good character. You want to be known as somebody with good character. You want to pass that good character on to your children, your nieces, your nephews, and so forth. But here's the thing that we know about character and, and, and influence is that Young people especially are influenced by others because they seek the approval of others. How many know they want to be cool, right? They want to fit in. So they won't do, they'll, they'll choose the easy way sometimes, which is corruptness versus the right thing to do. And sometimes it continues on into adulthood. We continue to do the wrong things because it's the easy thing to do. Instead of standing up and doing the right thing. Amen. It was later in my early teens that I started to get pulled in that wrong direction by certain individuals that started pulling me and I started hanging out with them. The people you associate with can corrupt you. The truth is people that are going in the wrong direction will influence you. Just like the people that are going in the right direction will also influence, influence you. Who are you giving your time to? Who are you listening to? Amen? And I have, so I have three questions that I want to ask you today. And the first one is, what direction do my relationships point me? In what direction are my relationships that I have, are they pointing me? Are they pointing you towards Christ? Or are they pointing you away from Christ? That's where you need to check yourself. Are those relationships, and you know, right now as you think about that, 
Think about every relationship you have right now. There's some that you know and I know aren't good for you. There's some relationships that will pull you away from the things of God. And yet there are other relationships that will pull you closer to God. Let me read a scripture, Proverbs chapter 13 and verse 20. And this is out of the New Living Translation. And it says it this way. Walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools and get in trouble. Oh, that just described my younger life <laughs> when I was a teenager. I remember in high school, and I think I've shared this story with you before, but um, I had a 69 Mustang, Ford Mustang, and it was a nice car, and it, it was fast and all that, and my, my dad and I had rebuilt that engine, and I loved driving that 69 Mustang, and I was still in high school, I think I was a junior, and we were driving in St. Helena, and we were headed, and I say we, it was me and my friend, and we'll just call him Manuel, because everybody needs a manual in their life, Right? And so we were driving on our way to the high school football game. And all of a sudden, it's a, it's a Friday night, it's about 7.30, and I see these bright flashing lights behind me. And I saw my world start to crumble right there. Start, I, I, I was dead. And the reason I say that is because, unbeknownst to the cops that just pulled me over, my friend and I had some illegal contraband in the car. We had a plastic bag, otherwise known as a lid back in those days, full of marijuana. And we had just been smoking a joint. Okay, well, this is rated R today, I guess, right? Just being transparent. We were smoking a joint, so I knew that the moment they came up to my car, I was dead. I was gone. I was history. My dad was going to kill me. So I couldn't let them get to the car. So I got out of the car, which should be a red flag to any cop, right? But fortunately... Everybody say, fortunately. My uncle was a reserve on the cops in St. Helena. And he happened to be in the passenger seat of that car. And he knew who it was that he had just pulled over. Because he gets out and he starts yelling at me, calling me every special name in the book. And he's showing me his radar gun. He's going, you're blankety blank blank going this much. And I'm by this time, I'm out of my car. I'm standing by the back, by the trunk, because I don't want them coming any closer. They both, both cops just got out, stood right there by their doors. They opened their doors and just stood about 20 feet away from me. And I'm just sweating bullets the whole time. And they just said, slow down. I said, hey, I promise I'm slowing down. I'm just going to the high school game, the football game. We're in a hurry because it already got started and we're late. And he let us go. And he never came nowhere near the car. And lo and behold, I get back in the car. My friend has probably eaten half of what was in that plastic bag. He, he was all right. But the point of that story is that fools will corrupt you. Now, that was my car and I was driving. So I think I was the bigger fool because he, he, he got in there with me and I was the big fool. But we were both fools in, in that instance. Associate with fools and get in trouble. Less than 10 years later, I would turn my life around and give my life to the Lord and he would change the whole direction of my life. Amen? Listen, I'm not saying you cannot hang with people that don't know Christ. What I'm saying is that you need to be careful with the influence that they have on you. 
Are they pulling you down? Are they leading you to do things that you normally wouldn't do? I mean, the, for me now, the big thing is um, I, I want to have good character. I want to be a man of integrity. I, I know that the Lord sees all, hears all. And who am I to try to fool him? I, I can't. Amen? Jesus in the New Testament always had crowds around him. And the majority of these people were unbelievers. He was healing. He was praying. He was delivering people, demons. But at the end of the day, he had 12 people that were believers in him that he influenced and that they also influenced him. Amen. He focused on those 12 at the end of the day. Who are you allowing to influence your day? Is it the world or is it the things of God? Again, who are your associations? Who are your friends? So that question number one, what direction do my relationships point me? The second one is this, who has the loudest voice in my life? Who has the loudest voice in my life? You have, may have noticed we have speakers in this place that amplify my voice because I can speak to you in a normal voice like this rather than trying to yell like this so that all of you in the back can hear me clearly. So we use amplification so that everybody can hear my voice. In the same way, there should be voices in your life that are amplifying the things of God to you. There should be friends that you have. There should be people that you're connected to. That they may just send you a text. Hey, bro, I hope you're having a great day. God bless you. Hey, sis, I, I know what, what you and I prayed about the other day. I just want to encourage you today. You're not walking in this alone. You see, that's why the church exists. To help each other. Amen. Who has the loudest voice in your life? Each of us are influenced by many different things. And especially in this world, especially in this world of information age, we're influenced the minute you turn on your computer. You are going to be influenced one way or another. For many people in our country these past few months, and I'm not here to pick on a position or a, uh, that's not my, my point in this, but many people in our country were influenced by people who had a prophecy of the pandemic ending back in April. Well, here we are, 2021. The pandemic has not ended. In fact, I just mentioned to some of you, we, we had a dear friend, my brother uh, knew this person as well, who passed away this past Thursday from COVID-19. He was our age, uh, about 29. But he passed away. And so it's, it's a serious thing. COVID is a very serious thing. Or maybe it was a political prophecy that our previous president who was in power would overcome the official vote count against him and win the presidency again. Or another crazy influence was that the vaccine that is distributed right now has an electronic chip in it, which are going to monitor your every movement. There are crazy prophecies like that. And I'm talking about people in the church stating these. Not this church. I'm talking about the church at large. I see these things on the internet. They are crazy things. That it takes more faith to believe in those things than it does for me to believe in the Bible. Of course, we all know that those things were false. 
And my point in saying all that is be careful who you're being influenced by. Who are you being influenced by? We all have to take a little bit of this and a little bit of that and then filter it through God's wisdom that he gives you and I. God gives you wisdom and if you aren't asking him for that on a daily basis, you need to, especially for your associations, your friends, what's out there. Amen? Be careful of the prophets you're listening to. And I want to touch on that here in a little bit. Uh, Believer, be careful what prophecies you're hearing and listening to. Here's the question. What happens when you hear a prophecy that doesn't come to pass? How many have ever heard a prophetic thing, uh, you know, whether on the internet, on TV, uh, uh, watching a church program? You've heard some prophetic thing mentioned. Well, what happens when it doesn't come to pass? I'm glad you asked that. Let me read to you in Deuteronomy chapter 18 and verse 22 in the New Living Translation. This is the version that I'm reading from. 18 and 22 says it this way. If the prophet speaks in the Lord's name, but his prediction does not happen or come true, you will know that the Lord did not give that message. That prophet has spoken without my authority and need not be feared or trusted. Church, quit listening to false prophets. And I'm not saying all of you are listening to the false prophets, but there's messages out there that are designed to tickle your ears, designed to draw you to anger, to discouragement. That's what the world's trying to do to believers, trying to discourage you today. Quit listening to those false prophets. Can I just tell you that today that you need to be listening to the word of God, what the word of God declares, and that Pastor Rick cares for and is really accountable for each of your souls when you come into this building. Pastor Rick is accountable to tell you the truth, to share with you what I fear or what I hear and feel from the Holy Spirit. I need to declare that to you. And I will always strive to make sure that is happening. Amen. Now, everyone can have an opinion, but not everyone can have a say in my life, right? That is so important to remember. Everyone, all of our friends, our associates can have an opinion, but not every one of them can have a say in my life. You have to draw a line as to who can bring and influence you. Amen. Don't allow those that do not have your best interests to influence you. Can I tell you this? When you come to church, Pastor Rick has the best, best intentions for you and your family. Not to harm you. Amen. Second Timothy chapter three, verses 16 through 17. All scripture is God breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. That's where we should put our trust in right there in the word of God, not in what some crazy hoax that's out there or prophecy that you may have heard. Let us lean on the word of God even more as this world seemingly continues to spiral out of control. Seemingly, if you turn on the news, this world is in a mess. It's in chaos. And I don't have to tell you that. But let us not focus on those people uh, that are bringing doom to our world. There is still a God that is in control. Amen. There is still a God that loves you and has a plan and purpose for each of your lives. 
The third question I would have, I would ask you, who is allowed to tell me I'm wrong? Ooh. Anybody ever have, you can't tell me, uh, you can't tell me, you can't, you, you, you. <laughs> Andrew liked that one, huh? I have pastor friends that would immediately call me out if they heard something here that was not appropriate, that was not scriptural. They would call me out on it. I mean, today. Do you have people that will call you out when you were wrong? I'm not talking about who, who didn't turn the washing machine on or who, who left the clothes in the dryer. And I'm not talking about those types of things. See, if you're married today, obviously your spouse should be able to call you out. And they do. If you have a healthy relationship, your spouse will call you out on any given topic, on any given day, because they have that permission. If you do not have someone that can call you out today, you are heading for trouble. Can I just tell you that right now? All of us need someone to be able to call us out and tell us, sorry, but you were wrong. You were wrong. And when we close that off and don't allow anybody to speak into our life, we are headed for trouble. We are the ones spiraling out of control. As I get ready to close, I have a few more scriptures I want to read to you about how friendships help and develop our character. Proverbs 27 and verse 17. As iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. That's what biblical relationships are all about. As iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. In the same book, Proverbs 27 and verse 6. You can trust what your friend says, even when it hurts. But your enemies want to hurt you, even when they act nice. Ooh. Let me say that again, because I think I, I, I hit something there. You can trust what your friend says, even when it hurts. But your enemies want to hurt you, even when they act nice. And I think we've all been there. We've been on the receiving end of that. And then... This last verse I want to share, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 11. This is out of the CSB version. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up as you were already doing. Encourage one another. Encourage one another. We live in a year 2021 where we see so many crazy things happening everywhere in this world. We need to be encouraged and we do that by encouraging one another. God gave each of you the Holy Spirit to, con to encourage one another, to reach out to one another. That's why we have our Zoom Bible studies. You know, we loved having them in our home. And we'll get back to that. We'll have them in our home. We may have them here. But uh, in the meantime, we're having them on Zoom. It's a place of encouragement. It's a place to ask questions. It's a place to ask for prayer. That's why you come to the house of God to receive prayer, to be in fellowship. Amen? Amen? Our younger generation needs to hear this message more than anyone. Our children, our young adults in this day and age are becoming so lost and so depressed. They need encouragement more than ever. There are many blessings, as I just mentioned, in church. Let me read three of them to you. When we come together as believers, listen to these three blessings that occur. We connect relationally. We can connect. We can, we can just chat. We can get transparent. Hey, how you doing, bro? Oh, I'm doing good. No, how you really doing? 
What's going on? We can open up. Because you know how it is. You, you go to work tomorrow. Hey, how are you guys doing? Oh, great. How's your weekend? Oh, great. Had a great weekend. Now, most of you are going to have that conversation. But what is that? That's just superficial. None of it touched on really the core of your emotions, what you may have been going through, because maybe that might not be the place. That might not be the person you can connect with. But here in church, we can connect relationally. Second one is we cultivate growth. We grow when we come together as believers. We grow. These are all different hats you're putting on. Different hats. And then the third one is, like we did last week, I believe it was last week, we had people come up to the front and we prayed for them. We cover, you're covered in prayer. See, if you don't do Zoom or the Bible studies or if you don't come to church, you're not necessarily covered in prayer. I know when I, if I don't see you, I am covering you in prayer. I'm praying for you. But just know this, if you're missing out, you're missing out on opportunities for prayer. One another out here. You may have a sister, a brother out here that you can really lean on and say, hey, brother, can you pray for me? Hey, can you pray for me, sis? Hey, Pastor Rick, can you pray for me? Yes, that's why we come here. Those are three blessings that we have when we come together as believers. So listen, as I close, here's the challenge for each of you. What associations do you have that are not a positive influence in your life? I want you to think about that for a second. And maybe they already jumped out at you right now. Maybe you already know what they are. But what associations do you have that are not a positive influence in your life? And then secondly, what positive associations would you like to have in your life? I would encourage you to seek those positive relationships for yourself, your family, so that they can encourage you, that they can lift you up. We have enough tearing down in this world already. We have enough discouragement in this world already. You and I need relationships that will encourage us. You and I need people that are wearing the right hat. The right hat, the hat of encouragement. Not the hat that will bring you down. Amen? Why don't you stand with me as we close here today. Do you receive that challenge? Are you going to look at it? And, and look at your relationships, look at your associations and say, who do I have in my life that, that I need to reach out to? It may be someone here in this church. It may not be. It may be someone outside of here. But all of us need positive people of influence in our lives. And at the same time, I ask you to reflect on who those negative influences are. You need to block them out of your life because they're dragging you down and they're going to make this year a year of hell for you if you continue to have that relationship in your life. Let's pray. Father God, we love you and we thank you again for, for wisdom. We thank you, Lord, that you grant us wisdom today. And Lord, we just ask you today, Fill us with your wisdom from the top of our head to the soles of our feet, Lord. That God, that when we make decisions, whether it's friendships, associations, work, whatever it may be, Lord, that they would, they would be decisions made for your glory, for your honor. Lord, I pray that we would be lifted up, that we would be encouraged on a daily basis. 
I pray that I would be an encouragement. I pray that everyone here that's listening to the sound of my voice would be an encouragement. That everywhere they go, people would look at them and say, I don't know what it is about you, but you are an encourager. You are so cheerful. You lift me up every time I talk to you. You have a light that shines about you. And while we know what that is, that's the Holy Spirit speaking through us, Lord. I pray, God, that we would be influencers wherever we go. And I pray that right now for every person in this place and listening to my voice. Lord, bless them, Father. Encourage them, Father. And we thank you, Father, today. And as usual, we close with our blessing. If you just raise your hands today, just raise your hands and receive this blessing. Lord, bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen and amen. Thanks for listening. For more information, be sure to check out our Facebook page at Foothill Christian American Canyon.